Chapter 15. Once I went on my first train journey, but I wouldn't call it exciting. I'd call it painful and miserable, even sad. There are so many of us in this boxcar that most of us have to stand up. Every time the train lurches, we lurch to and squash each other. Sorry, I say each time pe- to, pe- to the people around me. At least the little kids have got a space to sit down. Not all the people wanted to make room at first because it meant the rest of us were more squash. But Barney had a word to them and then they did. Sorry. Barney's got all the kids doing a lice hunt, which is a really good idea. We're packed in so tight here, we could be giving each other lice without knowing it. Plus, nothing passes the time on a long journey like a lice hunt. Zelda isn't doing it. She's asleep. Please, God and the others, let her be better. Sorry. I try and make myself thinner to get to give some of the old people more space it must be terrible for them i'm young and i'm used to going without food and water and space sorry for god's sake yells a man near me stop saying sorry barney gives the man a long look he's just a kid says barney give him a break the man looks like he's going to explode a break he says a break Who gives us a break? I know how the man feels. We've been travelling for hours and this train hasn't stopped once for a toilet break. People can't hold it in forever, which is why we have to start going in the corner of the carriage. Well, Ruth and Moshi and three of the other people have. Everyone else is desperately trying to hold it in because there isn't any toilet paper. Are we there yet, says Henrik, looking up from the roof's hair. Be patient, says Barney softly. Don't let those lice get away. We'll be there soon, says Jacob, looking up from little Janek's wispy hair and blinking hopefully. Shh, says Barney. I know what he's worried about. People who hate. Sorry, probably hate. Or... Are we there yet? Just as much. Especially people who are trying not to think about two other words. The two that Barney used once. Death camp. Sorry, says an elderly woman as she struggles through the rest of us to the toilet corner. Sorry, I I have to. We all turn away, those of us that can, to give her some privacy. Poor woman, having no toilet paper isn't so bad when you're young and you've lived in an orphanage a long way from the shops and you're used to sometimes just letting poo dry on on you and then getting on things, getting on with things. But for older people who are used to tradition, it must be awful. I start thinking about poor mum and dad and whether they had to go without toilet paper when they made this trip. I don't want to think about them making this trip. About them arriving and getting off the train, and please, I beg my imagination, give me something else to think about it. 
I can't help Barney look look after the kids if I'm weep if I'm a weeping wreck. Suddenly an idea hits me. Of course. I reach into my shirt and after a struggle because of a couple of other people's elbows are in my chest, I manage to pull out my notebook and rip out a couple of blank pages. Here, I say to the woman in the corner, use this. The other people pass it over to her and when she sees what it she when she sees what it is, she starts crying. It's all right, I say. I haven't written on it. I haven't written on it. Barney squeezes my arm. Well done, Felix, he says. Lots of other people hold their hands out for toilet paper and I rip pages out for them as well. Now I've only got pages left with stories on them. Stories I wrote about mum and dad. I look over at the the people crouching in the corner, at the relief on their faces. Mum and dad wouldn't understand. I rip the rest of the pages out of my notebook and wriggle past everyone to the toilet corner. I grab a metal bolt poking out of the plank in the wall. If I push the bolt through the pages, they'll hang there and people can tear off a page or two as they need them. The bolt comes away in my hands. The wooden plank is rotten. I kick at it and a part of my foot goes through. Barney, I yell. People are looking at what I've done. A couple of men pull my foot out of the plank and start kicking the wood themselves. Their big boots make a much bigger hole. Barney and the men pull it at the side of the hole with their hands and more bolts fly out of the wood and suddenly the whole plank comes away. I can see green countryside speeding past. One of the men tries to squeeze through. Wait, says Barney. We need to make the hole bigger. If you roll out, you'll fall on the track. You'll need to be able to jump clear. Everyone squashes back to give Barney and the men more room. Barney jams the plank into the hole and the men push till their faces are bulging. A second plank splinters and the men kick it out. They they do the same with the with a third. That's enough, yells one of the men. He takes a whole cup full of the steps back and dives out through the hole. The second man follows him. Come on, yells someone else. We're free. More people fling themselves through the hole. I grab Barney. Won't the Nazis stop the train and catch them, I say. Barney shakes his head. They won't let anything interfere with their timetable, he says. They don't need to. We all freeze, startled, as gunshots echo through the train. Lots of gunshots, lots and lots and lots of gunshots. They've got machine guns on the roof, says Barney, hugging the little kids to him. Easier for them than stopping the train. People are peering out of the hole, trying to see what happened to the ones who jumped. Look, screams a woman. Some of them have made it. They're running into the woods. They're free. I grab Barney again. We've got to risk it, I say. I can see Barney doesn't agree. I can see why. Henrik and Janik are in tears. Ruth and Jacob are clinging to each other, terrified. Moshi has stopped chewing his wood. I crouch down and and in as calm a voice as I can. I tell them a story. 
It's a story about some kids who jump off a train and land in a soft meadow and a farmer comes and takes them home and they live happily on on the farm with his family and get very good at growing vegetables and the year is 1972. They invent a carrot that cures all illnesses. I pull Zelda's carrot out of my pocket to show them it's possible, but I can see that most of them aren't convinced. Felix, says Barney, if you want to risk it, I won't stop you, but if you have to stay with the ones who don't want to. No, I say pleading, we all have to jump. I don't want to, says Ruth, clinging to Barney. I don't want to, says Jacob. I don't want to, says Henry. I don't want to, says Janet. It's no good. I know I'm not going to change their minds. You can't force people to believe a story. And I can see Barney isn't going to... And I can see Barney isn't going to try. Some people would make his wrist machine gun bullets and broken necks when they don't want to. But Barney... But not Barney. I want to, says a voice, and a warm hand squeezes mine. It's Zelda. Are you sure, says Barney, feeling her forehead. Yes, says Zelda. You're sick, says Ruth. I'm better, says Zelda. Barney looks like he's not sure. She wants to risk it, Barney. I say, see, says Zelda. Felix knows. Chaya hands little Janet to Barney. I want to risk it too, she says. Barney looks at her her for a moment. All right, he says quietly. Anyone else? The rest of the kids shake their heads. I check that mum and dad's letter are safely inside my shirt and my toothbrush. Then I hug Ruth and Jacob and Henry and Janet and Moshi and Barney. Now I've got my arms around him. I don't ever want to let go, but I have to. If you see my mum and dad, I say, will you, you tell them that I love them and that I know they did their very best? Yes, says Barney. His eyes are as wet as mine. Thank you, I say. I touch his beard for a moment and behind us I can hear some of the other people in the boxcar crying. Barney hugs Zelda and Chaya. They hug the other kids. Only two wishes this time, I say to the ones who are staying. But at least we got to choose. Moshi, chewing away, smiles sadly. I take hold of Zelda with one hand and Chaya with the other and we jump. Thank you for listening to chapter 15.